Hello. Hello, and welcome to About a Dog. About a Dog. It's about a dog. Yeah, this is episode one. Yep. Um. Yes, but who are we, dear? That's true, yeah. Yeah. I'm Ashley. And I am Michael, your fiance. Um, a little bit of background about me. I've been involved in dogs for, God, 20 years now. I started showing beagles in 1998 and was a junior showmanship handler showing Great Danes. May I ask you a question? What? How did you get into showing in the first place? Oh, God. Um, well, I first started watching Westminster. Mm-hmm. Which is like your super Yeah, role. I mean, but it... It kind of was a family tradition that Mm -hmm. mom and I would watch it, and we had just moved to Raleigh, Mm -hmm. and she was like, well, if there's going to be a show, I'll take you to one, so you can see what it's like, and this was... Oh, okay, so essentially it came about from encouragement from your mother... Uh-huh. To do something positive, you know, kind of like what my mom and dad tried to do with me with sports and it didn't take. Well, and, yeah, because, I mean, I just moved to a new state, new city. I was in the seventh grade, which is an awkward-ass time for anybody. I love seventh grade. Eighth grade sucked. Well, no, I, it was not seventh grade, eighth grade. It was eighth grade. Oh, my eighth grade sucked. Yeah, so I was already dealing with, you know... Eighth grade stuff awkwardness, and move, yeah. awkwardness, moving to a new town, all what of that. Is, what is puberty? <laughs> yeah, that. And <laughs> so, um, my mom was like, "Okay, yeah, let's. If there's a show nearby, let's let's go." Yeah. And unbeknownst to her, mm-hmm. um, and to me, yeah. the Raleigh Tar Heel Cluster was like a month away. That sounds like an illness. <laughs> no, it's not. It sounds like an illness that you would get. What's wrong with this horse? He has a tar heel cluster. And he needs to have a whole thing off. <laughs> no, 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 no. Ex- what tar heel cluster? That's the the group that put on this. Yeah, thing. it's basically a cluster in dog show terminology is where multiple clubs come together and have a show. Mm-hmm. And they group them all together into a series of days of shows. Hence, cluster. Cluster. Gotcha. Um, it usually spans four days. This was back in the late 90s, so this lasted seven days. <laughs> Sounds biblical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and on the seventh day, the dogs rested. <laughs> <laughs> and the people demanded Starbucks. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Oh, wait. The can on Sunday. Yeah, can on Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. Thumped that Bible. Anyway. So, um, we went. hmm And I ran into people that had beagles. hmm And they taught me how to show. Mm-hmm. They introduced me to people. And... Oh, little Ashley dog show Padawan. Yeah. Cue the Star Wars thing. Yeah, pretty much. No, 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 no. That's the wrong. That's the wrong. Um, yeah. The the Luke Skywalker theme, the Jedi theme. But that's how it all began. Was yeah. back in 1998. So just over, it'll be 21 years. Just to, I, I do want to establish one thing real quick. Um, Ashley, you are 
Tell, you, tell them you're. I'm 32. And I'm 40. So there's a definite age difference. So here. for me to say 21 years, it literally. Imagine a little 12 year old running around yeah. going, I want to see the beagle. I want to see the beagle. That's meanwhile, me. Meanwhile, I'm getting close to getting out of high school. Just to give you an idea of the age difference yeah. here. But the next year mm-hmm. is when I started working with um, a group of people. Mm hmm. Uh, one of which still has beagles. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started teaching me how to show mm-hmm. and teaching me what it's all about. Yeah. And fortunately, mm-hmm. a little movie called Best in Show came out right oh, around that time, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. What's his Eugene Levy. And Christopher Guest yeah, and all of yeah. that. So that just fanned the flames a little bit more. Even further. It just the, the bellows was there just oh, yeah. right there yeah. with that film. And then it yeah, just it, my feet. It just kept <laughs> And 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 my my little like preteen slash teenage brain seeing best in show mm-hmm. was just like, oh my God, it's all true. Because yeah, I mean yeah. a lot of those tropes still exist to this day in the sport. Um, I actually would, Ashley would drag me, actually not drag me, you know, at the beginning of a relationship, she took me, and Alice, uh, our dog, we'll get to that in a minute, um, to a dog show, and I'll never forget this, my first experience, and this is just going to make everybody laugh, um, one of her friends, uh, Mijin, it's okay, I'd mention other people, yeah, let's, not yeah. have any problem with that? Yeah, we should I mean, be fine. I mean, we haven't even said our last names yet. Yeah, right? let's just leave last names out of it for right now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm at work. Um, so, <laughs> anonymity. The Mijin had, her dog had, uh, uh, what was it? She was going to impregnate uh, no, she female? Had, or, no, she had imported sperm. Yeah, she bought semen. Yeah, and when you when you import sperm, essentially what they do is they have these little plastic tubes that are like... Straws. Yeah, they're cryogenically frozen, mm-hmm. liquid nitrogen, you know, Terminator 2, that sort of thing. And um, they, you know, turkey baster impregnate the Well, dog. that's a very, very simplistic thing. What well, she, not everybody understands it, so But what she had actually done was she had bought straws from a very famous dog... Mm-hmm. And to celebrate it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, see, that's what I was getting yeah. at. She, my first experience at the dog show was sperm cake. Yes, celebrate it. brought sperm cake. Yes. Yeah. I'm sitting there just making Ashley just die of laughing. It's like, mm, yum, yum, putting sperm in my mouth. Mm, yum, yum. Yeah. Just all these horrible sexual jokes coming, and, and coming out of my mouth. Oh, my God, even now, I'm still oh, doing it. boy. <laughs> but put it in your mouth. Okay. Anyway. Back to the topic at the end. <laughs> Leave it to me to turn it sexual. <laughs> Hard left back to little Ashley train and learning to avoid PETA. Oh, yeah. We haven't even gone there yet. <laughs> you can tell I'm trying to accelerate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's how the whole thing got started. Yeah. And I was also obsessed with watching... Um, dog shows on Animal Planet because they used to air them on Saturday and Sunday mornings, like early in the morning. They used mm-hmm. to air yeah. Cruffs and Rosity Classic mm-hmm. and um, Houston World Series of dog shows and mm-hmm. National Championship and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. They used yeah. to air it. And fortunately, living in Raleigh at the time, Raleigh had this wonderful reputation of. Dogs coming to that show after Westminster to kind of drive their 
campaign further, and this is still going on to this day. And um, I started, and I got to see such amazing dogs, such yeah. as Mick, the Kerry Blue Terrier, yeah. Dallas, the German Shepherd, um, and a few others that just kind of are legends now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got to see them in the flesh, as it were. And kind of like a dog pantheon. Yeah, and it, it, it it's one of those things where... When you are surrounded by so many greats, mm-hmm. you just kind of get sucked into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to learn anything and everything possible. And that's when this learning about various different breeds started and trying to figure out what breed would be best for me. Right. and What fits your lifestyle. Yeah. What fits my like lifestyle. That. What do I like? What do I don't like? Mm-hmm. And... Um, I started showing beagles. I showed Great Danes as a junior. Which is amazing considering how big Great Danes are <laughs> as compared to how short you are. Hey, I'm not that short. Um, at the time, dear. Oh, at yeah. No, 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 no. True. At the time. At the time. Let's see, see. Don't, before you get indignant, pump the brakes and think. We're talking time-wise. Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking 14, 15-year-old right, me. Right, right. Where, yeah, there was... I could still... I could see over them. It was... And I could... <laughs> And I held my own. How far? How far could you see over the back, over the top line? How far? A fair amount. <laughs> Granted, I mean, there's nothing more humbling than mm-hmm. having a junior show a big dog. Yeah. Because it'll it'll make you pump your brakes pretty quick. Yeah. And thank God. Um, I showed my mentor's female, Sydney, mm-hmm. and she was a rock star mm. of a dog. Wonderful temperament, wonderful, just easygoing. Yeah. And um, even we were at the um, Memorial Day shows that are now held at the Hampton Coliseum area. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They used to be held in Williamsburg, Virginia, at a campground. Oh, God. Outside. <laughs> Always, that's another thing I've begun to notice in regards to going to all these dog shows, like AKC, UKC, things like that. They have, like, the most interesting places to have them. Oh, For yeah. For example, next time you get an opportunity, look up Cortland, Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> it is quite possibly... <laughs> It, it, it's a very interesting place. Let's just put it that way. That's a nice dog you got there. That's essentially Cortland right there. Yeah. yeah. But In the middle of nowhere. The um, campground, Almost. something happened, and it was one of my most embarrassing experiences in the dog show ring. Okay, now you've you've kind of opened the door. And I'm, and I'm totally realize. fine with it because I, 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 I owned it. it. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. I owned Fair it enough. when it happened. But you can't, if you bring it up. Say, you have to expect we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I so. owned it, and it's fine. All right. So it was an outdoor show, and the way that they had the tents, they had part of the tent 
part of the like the tent was had the ring inside of it, and part of it was outside of the tent. Okay, to explain so, though, a so, ring is like a perfect like rectangle. Yeah, perfect square sort and of. And what they do is they take like this duct tape, this very large gray. Well, tape. for outside, it's not like that at okay, all. Fine. For outside, see, you have to specify. Yeah. I'm trying to paint a picture here. No, I know. I'm using the wrong paint. Is what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah, <laughs> for outside, it's literally a rectangle with a little bit of like three foot fence. Okay, and you've got a tent that mm-hmm. will come inside of the ring and mm-hmm. give some shade a little bit. Yeah. And then the rest of it is outside. Naturally, my head's going to Michigan. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> a lack of shade in Michigan. The downside of that mm-hmm. is a lot of times the tent pegs are inside of the ring. And the ropes oh, no. tying the tent down are inside of the ring. I think I see where this is going, but I'm, I'm not going to preempt you again. My clumsy ass tripped over it. <laughs> oh, no. In the ring? In the ring. In front of the judge? Uh-huh. Oh, no. <laughs> and the judge yeah. is world-renowned clumber spaniel breeder Douglas Johnson. What breed did you have at the time? Great Dane. Oh, oh, oh wow. It's like me tripping with Rolo. That's yeah. Like, it, Rolo's a big guy, oh, It was one of those things where I tried to play it off. Yeah. And <laughs> kind of like what we're I just I kind of I kinda went like Trevor doing the car door. Mm. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I I kind of just went I I kind of lurched forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank God Sid did not notice it at all. Sid's a dog. Yes. Okay. Sydney. Sydney the great name. She didn't notice it at all. She just kept on trucking, mm-hmm. and she noticed that the lead got a little tight because I tripped. Yeah. But she just kept it on moving, kept it on trucking. Yeah. And it was one of those moments where I was just like, ah, damn it. <laughs> my mentor, mentor's husband, yeah. and my father were ringside. So that was delightful. Oh, God, not in front of Daddy. Ugh. Um, needless to say, I did not win the class that day. But it's it was fine. It was one of those learning moments. Learning experience, a teachable moment, yeah. So, yeah, um... So after Great Danes, I showed Clumbers in mm-hmm. college, mm-hmm. and okay, we're up to the ODU days now. Yeah, we're up to the ODU days. You're, you're commuting back and forth between that home and Suffolk, I think. Mm, Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Yep. And where, if you hear banjos, start running. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not Portsmouth. No. Okay, fine. I went for the blatant joke. Oh well. Yeah, not Portsmouth. Okay. Um. And during that time, I had started researching about a particular breed. Oh, here we go. We're getting into Alice now. Called the Hamilton Stovar. By the way, I did not mean that to sound bad. It did kind no, of sound yeah. bad, I know, but I did not mean to. Okay, yes. let's, let's, just, let's just go over that speed bump there. Yeah, so <laughs> started researching. I saw the breed on Animal Planet on Crufts and started emailing breeders. This is while I was in college. Yeah. And was just still learning about breeds and what help to fuel that passion is mm-hmm. during this time the online sim community sim gaming community oh, right, was right, right. your breeding name yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It was doing gangbusters and um yeah what was the name of that game anyway so the there were two games that i played mm-hmm. one is still around to this day it's called show dog yeah um, it's done under the AKC format, mm-hmm. and, um... Um, for those that may not be aware, um, AKC, uh, is, uh, 
short for, I think... American Kennel? American Kennel Club, whereas uh, UKC... Is, is United Kennel you know, Club. They're, they're rivals. They're like, not really. Not rivals, no? No, no, they're just alternate registries. Would you um, consider them to be like kind of like um, McDonald's and Burger King? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I would put them... Because they both have their merits. Mm-hmm. Um, but, the same could be said for McDonald's and Burger King. Yeah. But, so, Show Dog was held under AKC format. Yeah. And then this other one called Best of Breed. That was the one I'm more familiar with. Yes. This is the one point. where I was an admin, where um, I'm still in contact with many of the active players who were on there. Right. Um, and it focused on dogs, cats, and horses, and it was... That's me, the fact you got horses. Hey. Well, no, no, I'm not meaning that derogatory, I'm just amazed. Yeah, so, but it was done in a more international style, so you got more breeds, and you got to learn about more breeds, and it was all genetics-based, so when it came to creating your line as it were it was very much genetics focused so it was way 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 more scientific than most of the other sim games at the time right but due to um many things unfortunately best of breed is no longer around um it's defunct i guess um it was one of those games where we knew that we could improve it, but what? it was finding the time and the money ah, to yes. do it. Um, and I know the, the site admin fairly well. She's in New Zealand, and she's been wanting to bring something similar back, but it's mm. just a matter of mm. finding the time and money to do it and do it well. Just to give you an idea, essentially, what my perspective was when she would play this game, she'd be on the floor... Mm-hmm. And with her computer in hand and everything like that, and I'd be, I don't know, doing whatever it is I'm doing with my phone or what have you. And then she says, Give me a name for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because she's essentially what she's trying to do is she's trying to create uh, a name because um, these things always have like this big long name. Yeah, they all have a registered name. And, and then, they, then have... they have the calling. Like, for example, we mentioned Alice, we mentioned Rolo. They have very long names and a lot of multiple titles. Yes. So, but that's how I started learning about various different breeds was the sim game community helped kind of fan that because Mm -hmm. I started getting into and introduced to various different breeds that I wouldn't really consider or think of. So essentially to keep with the fire metaphor, that was a Duraflame blog. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, I still love... Hamilton's, and I want a Hamilton, and I just kept on researching and researching. There it is. We've hit upon it. The yeah. breed that we have in the house under this roof, we have four of this particular breed. I can't say it right. I'm not going to try. We have... All right. The Americanized way is Hamilton Stovar, and I am not going to butcher the Swedish pronunciation. So... <laughs> Don't want the Swedes mad at you? No, 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 no. Um, just Google it and have fun. Um, just know there's an umlaut. Yeah, there, there's a there's an umlaut, and I actually have it at work. I have a word document that I use daily. That's one of the words that I keep on there because I know for a fact I can't that Mjolnir go figure. But I have, I copy and paste and I use that word every time. The umlauts are there. Yeah, on each word. So, yeah. so um, I got my first Hamilton in 2010. Referring to Alice, of and it's Alice, and um, the most opinionated dog I've ever met. Yeah. 
very opinionated. Um, But she started this whole thing with, with Hamilton's and she's been a dream dog to have. And um, then we got Rolo in 2012. Okay. You're, you're kind of getting just, you're accelerating a little bit in regards to the story. Don't you think? Because yes, you had Alice and you had Nala. Meanwhile, I from pre- yes, that's true. That's true. Relationship. So I mean, you're not alone. In yeah, this that's true. Yeah. Here. So so so. Let me do my Brady Bunch story here. Yeah, go go. <laughs> all right, you you start the Brady Bunch thing. Technically, I have to go backwards a little bit further from where we originally met. Because well, you don't have to go that far. Well, I kind of do. Well, I? No. We, all right, fine, 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 fine. We meet again at my place of work at that time, which unfortunately was Petco, and. Um, we started to hang out and, and whatnot, and Alice was actually the barometer for whether or not you were going to continue yeah. to even see me. I mean, there's a thing in our house that says if our dogs don't like you, chances are we won't like you either. Yeah, I mean, because Alice does have her opinions, and mm-hmm. she has her people, and she just knows. Because Kemper at one point growled at someone that he was not happy with, and I... I appreciate his loyalty to this day, to be honest with you. But in any event, I at that point had, as I mentioned, Kemper. We don't know what he is. Even geneticists have scratched their head. She has documentation, by the way, that can prove this. Yeah, they... They they look at it and they go, I don't know what this dog is. So, I mean... Basically, he's an amalgamation of various different breeds. And he is what I would term to be a backyard-bred... Mutt. Yeah, I didn't know it at the time, but I'm pretty sure we got him from a puppy mill, honestly. And I still had that picture where Kemper's mother, ears pinned back, just glaring. And Kemper was the fattest pup of them. And I don't know why, but she picked Chubbs up. And I'll never forget this. I still have this picture. I think it's actually in the living room right now. Mm-hmm. Of that pup taking one look at me and kissing me in the face. Mm-hmm. I was the favorite. I knew it. I don't admit it. But I'm going to publicly say I was the favorite. Game mm-hmm. over. That's it. I think she resented me for it. In any event, Penny came along because years later, an elderly couple didn't mm-hmm. want her because of her high energy. I always tell this story because she's the dog that nobody wanted. Yet, you know, I ended up with her and Kemper both. And I was living at home with my folks, and Ash- I met Ashley. And we decided we weren't going to get an apartment because there were going to be too many rules, too many fees, things like that. So we wanted a house. Mm-hmm. The search began. Um, we got a house, and all of us ended up under one roof, like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, like the Brady Bunch. Like the Brady Bunch, and there we are together. And now you can tell the part about Rolo. So, Rolo was this young dog that... Was from, in the UK. Yeah, in the UK, from the same line as Al. And um, the breeder had been wanting me to take him for a while. I was under the impression that she, you were like... Her penultimate um, option was that no. or get him fixed. Yeah, so it was either he was going to go to a pet home or mm-hmm. I took him. Mm-hmm. And for a while, she was like, you know, you want him, you know, you want him, you know, you want him, you know, you <laughs> want him. And you did, and you did, and you did, and, and you did. <laughs> but it was one of those things where arranging an import after recently buying a house is mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. can we really do this? And then finally I was like, you know what? Well, eventually, I just looked at you and said, you know you want to do this. I mean, in the yeah. long run, that's what you want to do in the first place. I mean, why are we even having this discussion? True. So, once we got it going and we got everything done, Rolo was imported at the end of June of 2012. So, then, um, 
Rolo and Al had puppies in 2014, and we kept... So we're not telling that story then? No. No. <laughs> okay. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, I want to hum the Indiana Jones theme now. Just drop it. So, <laughs> Rolo and Al had puppies in 2014. We kept the two girls, the two boys... Um, Henry and... Henry and Griffin. Griffin. Griffin's in Florida, yeah. Griffin's in Florida. Henry is in Virginia. Um, and we have both girls, Raven and Celine. So, so that count, and if you're keeping track, that's four Hamiltons under one roof. Yep. So Mommy, Daddy, and Daughters. So now... Oh, and Kemper and Penny. Yeah, and Kemper and Penny. That's six... To, oh, <laughs> don't say it like they're an afterthought. No, they're not. They're not an afterthought. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kemper and Penny. They got their yeah. asses over there. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, but <laughs> anywho, that's how this whole thing got started. Um, but kind of want to go into the meat and potatoes of the whole thing and uh, start on our first breed. Okay, so yeah. We've, we've established our credentials, as it were. So what are you talking to me about today? What do we got? Okay, so our first breed. Yeath. <laughs> is the Newfoundland. Ah, the Newfie. Newfie. So... Why... Why did they, what here's the thing. New new that you pronounce it Newfoundland, right? Mm-hmm. That's not how it's spelled. It's spelled Newfoundland. Right. It's three words. It's a compound word basically. Let's use our context clues. And <laughs> basically, why do they say it that way? Because that's it's the same place in Canada. It's pronounced the exact same way mm. as the place in Canada. Okay. So that's why it's pronounced that way. Okay. Fair enough. Because, yeah, I actually remember this big black one coming into the store in Peco where I worked years ago. And my manager at the time, Matt, I mean, all of a sudden, it was there one minute. Next thing you know, it was outside the other, showing him its belly. And he was just, I mean, I sent you the picture, mm-hmm. you remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big ball of fluff. Um, so, history of Newfies in general. It's kind of obscure, They're from the same general breed history as, like, St. Bernard's. They're from a family called the Molossus family. It includes Mastiffs, St. Bernard's, Great Pyrenees, these big, massive dogs. Great Danes would fall under it, too. Okay, naturally, when you say St. Bernard's, I think of the Tom and Jerry cartoon with the big dog with the thing. Yeah, with the whiskey barrel? Yeah, no, no, no. No. Bringing them back to life from the edge of death with the alcohol. Yeah, no. Um, But the theory is that these dogs came from Vikings and Viking traders who were the first to discover North America. It was not Christopher Columbus. It was the Vikings. Yeah, let's not have any debate over this. It was the Vikings. Josh Bernstein has researched this. Leif the Lucky, Eric the Red. Come on, guys. Let's just get over it. So the theory is that a relative of the breed Mm -hmm. that we now know as the Newfoundland Newfoundland, came over from Vikings traders and evolved and adapted to that particular climate, Mm -hmm. which is cold yeah and wet yeah and they I would not want to groom these guys i can tell you that <laughs> yeah no um but their primary purpose mm-hmm. when they were being developed and used heavily mm-hmm. is twofold yeah. one is they would pull fishing nets from the water yeah and either Onto land yeah. or back into the boat because mm-hmm. the water was so cold mm-hmm. that it was easier for the dogs 
to do it as opposed to human hands getting frostbitten. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, dogs, they, you know, have those heavy coats mm-hmm. that they always wear. So, naturally, it makes sense that they would be able to actually be more, um, mm-hmm. better to the task, as it were. Exactly. To, to and it's that. way more cost effective. Yeah. And the other thing that Newfies did is they were water rescued. Hmm. So, if a man went overboard... Mm-hmm. They were strong enough and big enough and with yeah. a soft enough mouth mm-hmm. that they could latch on to a person mm-hmm. either gently by the arm right. and pull them to safety mm-hmm. or they had enough coat that people could grab a hold of him oh. and then they could pull them. Yeah. So This isn't something that they you know come by naturally like oh, with Celine dock diving. Yes, it is. It is 100% natural instinct, and they are built for it. If you were to take up Newfoundland's paw, Mm -hmm. it's webbed for water. Oh, okay. And every part of them is designed for water. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been doing that since the 1600s. Is the first true documented usage of them. Mm. And another history-making thing was a Newfoundland took part in the Lewis and Clark expedition. Really? Yeah. Uh, There was a dog named Seaman, so get your giggles out now. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. (laughs) His name was Seaman. Was he on a boat? I don't know. He was a black Newfoundland, and his name was Seaman. (laughs) So, but he (laughs) accompanied... a guy named Curl. Yeah. (laughs) Black-haired dog named... Semen, yeah. <laughs> but spelled differently. Oh, God. <laughs> um, another famous person that had them, Lord Byron. Hmm. The poet. The poet, yeah, yeah. He had one named Botswain. Or Boatswain. Uh, I think the term you're attempting to, that's actually a nautical thing. Isn't yeah. It? There's the captain and then there's yeah. the master at arms. There's the boatswain. N- n- no, it's, it's spelled Boatswain. I know yeah. it's pronounced Boatswain. Boatswain. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, there was a cartoon many, many years ago where Tim Curry was Captain Hook, right? It was called Foxes, Peter Pan, and the Pirates, and in it he would always refer to everyone's favorite, you know, man who's abused on the deck of that particular ship, Smee. Yeah. He would call him Boatswain Smee all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how I know how to pronounce okay. it. Because I hear it. If Tim Curry says it, that's accurate. All right. Okay. <laughs> you so, can't argue with the Brit's pronunciation. True. So, you know. <laughs> I'm going to have to crib from, from a famous podcast here. Spell it like you say it, okay? <laughs> First episode. I have to. Doing that. I have to. <laughs> but. Lord Byron <laughs> eulogized his dog Ooh. in a very, very nice way. Okay. And it's very I, true. I so, have to ask, though, if he gave him an official rank on board a ship, the question is, did he bury him at sea? No. No. I think that's not funny at all. I don't like that at No, all. he eulogized him, and you can actually go to Lord Byron's estate and see the dog's grave mm. and the eulogy that's on the dog's grave. Tombstone. Interesting. And the eulogy is, Who possess beauty without vanity, strength, without insolence, courage, without ferocity, and all the virtues of man, without his vices. Mm. That's a very good description of a dog. Yeah. 
every day, you know, when I take them out or everything like that, I mean, I could have had, like, the shittiest day imaginable. Mm-hmm. But they are always there, and they are always happy to see me. Tails wagging. I mean, Alice will wag, wag, her, wag her tail so hard, her back end will start actually swaying from side to side. You, That is something... Mm-hmm. It's just so positive. It just it just makes you forget about everything. Yep. And so, that is what Lord Byron had to say about his new feet. Mm. Now, there is some debate about yeah. newfies and yeah. their color. Yeah, because I've only I, right now I'm only picturing the one I saw at Petco. Big black dog. Yeah, basically. Well, according to the American Kennel Club mm-hmm. and the FCI, which is the overall FCI is an international, not really registering body, but governing body for the majority of kennel organizations in the world. Because I remember you mentioning FCI an awful lot when there was, um, shall we say, a breeding happening? Yes. So FCI basically has member countries, and the majority of the countries in the world are members of the FCI. Hmm. Ones that aren't. U.S., Canada, U.K. That's it. Everybody else are FCI. Yeah. I mean, in this climate, I'm not surprised America's not joining much, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I so, to admit it, but it's kind of a fact. Everybody else are members of FCI. Thank you, Eleven, for your contribution. And one of the cats just knocked over something, so yay. Awesome. Hence why I mentioned Eleven. That's one of our cats. We have cats, too. Yeah, we have four cats. But Yes. Um, so... Colors of Newfoundlands. Yes, back to the business at hand, as it were. AKC and FCI mm-hmm. recognize three colors. Okay, uh, I'm thinking black, white, and what else? Black, brown, oh, and black and white. Now the black and white. I get a half point. I was half right. You were half right. <laughs> get a half point. <laughs> the black and white is called a lancer. After a famous artist who painted the breed, and it's called, they called it a Lancier after him. You don't want to know what I'm thinking right now because I'm immediately with Top Gear. Yeah, no. So, Lancier has a little bit of debate about whether it is a same breed mm-hmm. or if it's a separate breed. Right. The black and whites are called Lancier. Mm-hmm. But the confusing thing is. The FCI recognizes the Newfoundland mm-hmm. comes in yeah. black, brown, and black and white. Mm-hmm. Black and white equals Lancier. Right. However, yeah. the FCI also recognizes the Lancier as a separate breed from the Newfoundland that was derived from the Newfoundland and fractioned off mm. and was developed further in Germany and Switzerland. Kind of like a spin-off TV show. Kind of, yeah. yeah. And it only comes in black and white, and it's a little bit lighter in frame and a little bit lighter in body than the more traditional Newfoundland that looks like a big old teddy bear. Mm. So Lanciers, as a separate breed, mm. are also known as European Continental type. Mm-hmm. And they are a completely separate breed. According to FCI. Okay, so despite the fact that it is an offshoot of the Newfie, mm-hmm. they consider it to be... No, separate dog. 
Kind of. So right. okay. you can still have a black and white Newfoundland and it be called a Landseer just by its color alone. Mm-hmm. But certain ones of a certain group factioned off into their own breed. Mm-hmm. So you cannot breed an FCI Landseer that's registered as a Landseer to a Newfoundland and get new purebred Newfoundland puppies. You're mm-hmm. actually going to be crossing breeds. Right, yeah. So it's a little bit confusing, mm. but that's just how it is. Um, now, there's a very, very, very famous Landseer. Okay. Do you know who it is? <laughs> think, think, I figured think, my silence would have told you okay. the answer already. <laughs> think about dogs that would look like a Landseer. That look like a Newfoundland, very famous in literature, theater, and movies. Mm-hmm. You don't know? Uh, it's, 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 I'm probably going to regret saying this, but nothing's really coming to mind off the top of my head. I mean, naturally, I'm thinking about um, what we heard on another podcast the other day about uh, the sled dogs. Yeah, no. Nana from Peter Pan was a Lanseer. Oh, Katie Nana? Uh huh. Oh my god. Yep. Now I have Barry Martin in my head. Mm. And J.M. Barry also had a Lanseer that was the basis for Nana. Katie Nana, yeah. So, here's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) For today. Is that another trope stolen, I think? No. For today, what are Newfoundlands used for? Well, I was actually going to ask if the Lanseer actually, if they're an offshoot of the Newfie, do they still have the same jobs like what mm-hmm. the Vikings did? You know, just... Yeah, they still they still have the same point and purpose of pulling fishing nets, water rescue, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. And the Newfoundland basically helped shape Canada and northern Canada, that particular island of Newfoundland, Mm -hmm. into the fishing community that it is. Without the Newfoundland, the task of just bringing the nets and bringing the catch in would have been made almost impossible because of the icy waters. Because, yeah, like you said, the humans can't withstand that temperature. I mean, what's that, uh, that explorer that we see? He lost a couple of his fingers. He was on top here. So oh. Reynolds finds yeah. thing? Yeah. So yeah. these dogs helped shape the Newfoundland culture hmm. of a the Newfoundland people. Yeah. And they are highly revered within the ta- like within the area of Newfoundland itself for yeah. obvious reasons. Yeah. And they are treasured today mm-hmm. as pets, show dogs. Mm-hmm. Service dogs, their size actually makes them very, very useful for balance and mobility because they are so big and so strong. Yeah, yeah. And they also are really good at therapy dogs because they are... Their temperament. Yeah, they're... I, mean, they're, you don't have to, I already know where you're going right there because their temperament are just so easy going. Yeah. Very easy going. Nothing really phases them. Mm-hmm. They're the big, lovable teddy bear that you can just kind of cling on to. Um, you can also do, um, carding with them where you can 
Is that like scajoring? No, not really. So it's like there's a cart and it has a specific amount of weight and you go through a course. It's kind of like longer version of weight pull, but less weight. Okay. So essentially just to give more context to those that may not be aware, weight pull is essentially where you have a harness and a dog you have an individual that's behind this little cart or rails. Mm -hmm. They put a set amount of weight Mm -hmm. onto this cart that is either on wheels or rails. And the person behind holds the rope to make sure to follow. And the dog pulls this weight. Mm -hmm. Over 60 feet. Right. This is something similar that we do here at the house with, um, we have this little cart that has flat tires now. Mm -hmm. um, Where, unfortunately, she will make me sit and (laughs) Rolo will pull. And some, actually, didn't he help us pull, like, a tree? Yeah, he pull, helped us pull a tree and all out that of stuff. The, out of the ground of yeah, the dead tree. Like but scajoring is a little bit different than that. That's on skis and snow, right? Yeah. So, um, Newfoundlands, what they are best known for now mm-hmm. is actually what they were still bred to do, and that's water rescue. Water rescue, yeah. They are used by the Italian Coast Guard mm. to jump out of helicopters and rescue people that need saving. So imagine this big 120-pound dog as a helicopter is over... Probably hovering. Yeah, hovering. Low, yeah, think. low. Yeah, low enough where it's a safe jump for them. Yeah, obviously. Where they jump out of the helicopter, grab the person, and bring them to shore. So that would make them great for dock diving. No. They're yeah. actually not well-suited for dock diving because think about dock diving... The primary thing of dock diving is distance. Yeah, because with dock diving, you have a, a big, long, ramp. 40-foot ramp. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly like it says. You are literally jumping off of a dock. And it's all about distance. So there's a few different things. Oh, hi, Al. It's a few different things where you're going for distance or you're going for height. Whereas with this, I mean, if they're jumping from a helicopter, they're not going for distance. They're just going for a swim. Yeah, they're just going for expedience at this point. <laughs> get to in just, the water now. Yeah, save the person. Get to the water. Get out of the chopper. <laughs> oh I'm my god. I'm surprised it took me this long to do an Arnold reference. <laughs> get out of the chopper now. Yes. Get out of there. Save the person. So that's what they're used for in Italy. So. I can't do an Italian Arnold accent. No, don't please worry. don't. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're still used for that. And the Newfoundland Club of America still does water trials. So they'll try and simulate by pulling nets or having them jump off of a boat to pull a net from one point to another. Yeah. Or actually do a simulated rescue and have a person, have the dog either take a line out to the person mm-hmm. and they pull the person in or have the person get dragged in. So. Speaking of getting dragged, someone's coming up not. Yeah, Al's being pushy. Alice. When we call it about a dog, it is literally about dogs. Yeah. But at the same time, Alice, as we discussed earlier, is a bit of a diva hound. And she, yeah. She wants to be the center of attention. All the time, she wants to be the center of attention. Times. And um, it's the afternoon. It's getting close to when they have their little afternoon you know, potty session and yeah. time. Which, by the way, they eat better than we do. Yeah, they do. But, anywho, so that's what they're used for today. Yeah. Um, in terms of a show dog... Yeah. There have been a couple that have won Westminster. Really? Yeah. Most recent was a Newfoundland by the name of Josh. Okay. Big black Newfoundland. Um, and 
most of the time you'll end up seeing Newfoundlands in the show ring as opposed to just walking around on the street because they're such a big dog that not everyone can handle that. There's a yeah. lot of grooming. They do drool. They do shed. They shed a lot. If someone's going to be getting a dog, if they are responsible individuals, one of the things they're going to do is, as you do before this episode, which is research. research. Look uh, into it. Do the cost-benefit analysis. Figure out what is best suited with your lifestyle. Yeah. what Your lifestyle, your needs. Yeah. Reach out to... Um, various clubs. Responsible breeders. Yes, responsible breeders. And the whole point of this podcast is also is education. Yeah. And making sure that you're doing what's right for you. Yeah. And I don't want to be preachy about, you know, getting a purebred versus a shelter dog or whatever. It's your choice. Yeah, you, you do you. Oh, you do you, whatever yeah. you want to do. Your dog, your house, your rules. You'll, I mean, where you get them, it's not going to have you love them any less. Right. So, but, be aware. There are certain things that if you're going to get a Newfoundland mm-hmm. or even a Newfoundland mix, mm-hmm. they are going to splash around in water because it's so ingrained in them. They are going to drool. They are going to shed. They're going to be massive. So there are things that regardless of what you do when you get a dog, you do need to research Mm -hmm. what you want. What can you tolerate? What do you prefer to have? And when it comes to something like a Newfoundland, where you're looking at 120 pound minimum, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of dog. So even though they are a big dog... You could probably have one as an apartment dog if the apartment does not have a weight limit. Yeah. Because they and are... As long as you're on the ground floor, I would think. Because, you know, you don't want to hear pounding, 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 pounding while, you know... True. I mean... From, from above. But they're not heavy barkers. They're easygoing. Mm-hmm. They're not overly high energy, per se. They just need a lot of grooming. Keep... And also bear in mind of the drool. <laughs> It's a lot. So. And just keep swimming? <laughs> For Newfoundland, yes. For Newfoundland, yeah. I mean. You know why I said that. Yeah. Sam knew tattoo. So, just, just bear in mind of that. I think that, still like that. That if you live by the water, they're going to want to go into the water. Mm. And it's a hundred plus pound dog going into the water. So you have to ask yourself, before the dog is in the water, am I fully prepared to give it a bath? Give it a bath. Am I fully prepared to blow it dry? Because I still remember we took, I don't remember which of the daughters it was, to the nearby um, river. Oh, it was Celine that dragged me in to the river. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. but It fine. was Celine that dragged fine. me into the we river. We actually have video evidence somewhere of Ashley, unfortunately, being dragged into this And Rolo did it too. Rolo did it too, into this muddy river. And I immediately, I think I told you, and it's probably recorded in the video as well, is I'm not giving them a bath. Not me. Yeah. And because of my allergies, I technically can't unless I'm wearing, like, a mask anyway. Which actually makes fun of. But it's a huge difference of giving a Hamilton, a short-coated breed, Mm -hmm. a bath versus giving a Newfoundland a bath. I used to know somebody who who would groom dogs, and that I don't think she ever groomed that, but long-haired dogs definitely were her least favorite. Because it does take a lot out of you. And for a big dog... Just to give you an idea right now. Alice is currently climbing into my lap. And bashing her tail, tail up against the wall. against the wall. 
wanting attention, wanting me to rub her butt, which I'm not doing. Is it? Is there a butt in rubbing? Because that doesn't sound good. It's like above where the tail is. It's like the base of her tail. You bitch. What? She farted, like right here. <laughs> and it is not a happy fart either. It's one of those... I've been eating mud farts, and I'm just like, thank you so fucking much, Alice. Oh God, I just there it. There it is. Oh my God, Al. This will not make the episode. Oh yes, it will because (laughs) I'm not planning on editing a whole hell of a lot. (laughs) I know one part you're gonna take out. (laughs) Nope. Oh yes, you are. I know you are. No, I'm not. I'm willing to bet you. This part's not going in. Yes, it is. So, anywho, okay. <laughs> God damn, I need some reason here. Okay, now. Cast with one door open, Jesus Christ. <laughs> back to our last question. Oh, the big one. This is going to be a scale that we're going to have for every single breed that we do. Okay, let's go ahead and um, rate the scale. One being this. No, no, what, no. What, this being this, this being that. Let's have what okay. the parameters of the scale are. I'm not even going to call it a true scale. I'm just okay. going to have a last question, mm-hmm. and it's the would you own one. And Are you asking me first, or are you going to go first? Because I have no preference. You know that. I'll go first. Okay, ladies first, by all means. Okay. Would I own one? Yes. No. No. Tell me why. Too much coat, number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I love big dogs, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit much. And the drool plus the coat is something that I'm not willing to do because mm-hmm. what I would want is a show dog. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And to keep that up is a lot of work. Because, yeah... I- you definitely think about it in that particular terms because, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you still are telling me, I want this breed, I want that breed, because I want to show this dog, I want to show this dog, and I keep telling you, we have six, we are not going on six. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is like, Newfies as a whole, as mm-hmm. a breed, are mm-hmm. considered kind of moderate maintenance mm-hmm. because their coat is kind of self-explanatory, it's very much... For that particular element, as it were, but unfortunately, I'm not willing to. I'm not willing to own one. And can I interject one thing? This is unrelated to the topic at hand. Um, Alice um, is still in here, but true in true Hamilton style, is laying on the floor, um, doing the whole aerial thing, wanting to be where her people are. Yes. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I had to mention it. But another thing is. Another reason why I won't own one. Oh God! Now the daughters are going. Now, yeah, now the daughters are going. But yeah. another reason why I wouldn't own one. Yes. Is they have, unfortunately, mm-hmm. the typical lifespan of many giant breeds—only eight to ten years. Mm. And to me, that time just goes by too fast. I mean, yeah. Alice. I got her in 2010, and she was already a year old. Here it is, like, it's nine 20, years later. Yeah. It's 2019. She'll be 10. Mm-hmm. Is, is, isn't her birthday this month? The 25th? Yeah, yeah. She'll be yeah. 10 on the 25th. Right. And Many happy returns early. Don't, oh, what is that? Oh, my God. I just have to describe what I, she just did. I said many happy returns, and she did this thing where she raised her, because she's laying on her left side. Her right paw went to her eyes to say, Stop! stop. <laughs> um... Such a diva hound. 
So. The question's to me now, isn't it? Yeah. Would, would you, I own a new Would one? you own one? Um, I have actually lived with um, various different breeds, um, some of which I was probably too young to actually be familiar with. Um, but I think where you lost me, and I'm saying no to Newfoundland. Don't get me wrong. I love a good cuddle monster. I really do. Alice is my video game buddy. You like to say that I meet the breeds. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll own that all day. Mm-hmm. But in the cost-benefit analysis, taking the upkeep to take care of that particular dog, especially if they, after they get wet and, you know, having to you, you bathe them, the mm-hmm. drool that can end up happening, just the, the grooming in and of itself is a no for me right there because that's just too much upkeep and I'll happily admit I can be sometimes be very lazy but um I, I know it's, it's just too much for me honestly I, I, that's it's <laughs> it's a no it's a no for me yes you exactly where I was going I was going for the Simon Cowell it's a no for me it's a no for me <laughs> I mean but we also understand that our needs are ours so it may not be a good dog for us, us but, but that, what about for you? Yeah, so if, if you want one, yeah. just be prepared for the grooming, for the drool. Mm-hmm. Probably invest in a new vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Or a couple too. of or a couple of Roombas yeah. that just keep it moving. Because it's a lot of hair. It's I mean, it's a lot, a lot of coat, and I know of a few people. Who, especially for some of these bigger breeds, bigger working dogs, yeah. that have this kind of coat, yeah. that they are literally pulling out huge, big, like, industrial trash bag size amount of coat. Like we're talking from big bl- black trash cases big, in the yard. Yes, yeah. big black trash bags full of coat mm-hmm. for one dog. And, and then we don't have a high shedding breed yet. If you go into the girls' room and vacuum, you're emptying that bin at least five or six times. Exactly, and you're only working one spot of the room. Right. So, so imagine for that. A newfie, yeah, imagine that for a big old newfie, you're yeah. going to be going through a vacuum a lot sooner. Not only are you going to be changing the pan, you're probably going to be changing the filter, taking the whole damn thing apart, putting it back together, and starting the process all over again. So that's why it's a no. Yeah. <laughs> so that's part of it from from us. But yeah. if you... Ideally, for me... So if I was going to match someone mm-hmm. for a newfie, yeah. it would be a person probably who had one person who stayed at home all the time. Yeah. Just to keep up with the maintenance and keeping things clean. Right, yeah. Um, have a couple of kids. Yeah. A family. Definitely a family dog. Definitely a family dog. Yeah. Where they have an outlet to be a cuddle monster and have something that can fulfill their breed instincts. Let them... Take them on walkies and such. Take them, to, take them on a walk. Let them go swimming. Mm-hmm. The big thing is, is these are water dogs. Yeah. If you keep them away from water, you'll never see what they truly are and where they truly shine. Yeah. Um, and also... You want them to be... I mean, because every dog has their own their own basic genetic thing that they are predisposed mm-hmm. to. There's, there's, there's... I mean, it's like having one unique ability in part of a group. This particular individual may be good at this, whereas this particular individual is good at that. By denying... 
that you're denying that particular dog's special ability. Right. And, and what helps them to make them who they are. And you don't want to do that. Right. And, you know... I was trying not to go Final Fantasy. <laughs> it was real hard. <laughs> but, I mean, breeds come with certain instincts that are mm. hardwired and ingrained into them. Mm. With Newfoundlands, it's water. Yeah. And it would almost be cruel to deny them the ability to swim. Oh, it would be kind of like saying you can't ever show again. Yeah. Yeah. Let's it, do that analogy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go there or it, play the piano. Yeah. It, it's certain things that you would never want to deny anybody. And that's how Newfies are hardwired for. They're hardwired for water. Mm-hmm. So... That, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And the big thing with Newfies, if you want to get one, mm-hmm. research. Do Re- your homework. Research your breed. Mm-hmm. Research the breeders. Make sure that they're health testing. Make sure that they are doing the very best mm-hmm. for these dogs and preserving this breed for the future. And if you're going to be looking into um, breeders or whatnot, get references. Talk to mm-hmm. those that know them well. Usually yeah. the best avenue to do that, honestly, is at a dog show. Yeah, go to a show. Um, yeah. Go to Reach out to your parent club. Every single breed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. has a parent club. And the Newfoundland is no different. The Newfoundland Club of America has a wonderful website. Mm-hmm. You can contact them, and mm-hmm. their board will probably send you to the appropriate breeders or breeder referral program. Mm-hmm. And they are amazing about that. Mm-hmm. And the Newfoundland Club of America also will make sure that you're getting a responsibly bred dog that is health tested and is not falling into certain fads one of them being color right i know notice that i said earlier that newfoundlands can come in black brown and black and white mm-hmm. a newfoundland should never be brown and white a newfoundland should never be gray so if you are seeing gray mm-hmm. it is considered a disqualifying fault it is a gene on, it's a dilution gene, and mm-hmm. it can actually cause, in certain breeds, can cause um, the hair to fall out, like a form of alopecia. And correct me if I'm wrong, if the judge deems it as so, when seeing a dog that has a fault like this, they can request that the handler and the dog be excused from the ring. Oh, it's correct? a disqualifying fault, so they wouldn't even... So, basically, it, the moment that they stepped into the ring, mm-hmm. a good judge would go, I'm sorry, this is a disqualifying fault, you are excused on the grounds of a disqualifying fault, mm-hmm. and it would be marked on that dog's paperwork. Right. So, just bear in <laughs> mind... I'm bring that dog in my house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just big... Takeaways, research, please, research your reads. Do your homework, honestly. I mean, if you're going to, I mean, let's think, let's let's equate it to this, okay? You're buying for a new car. Would you honestly pick the first one that you test drove? No. No. You would do your homework. You would research. It's Mm -hmm. the same with the dog. This is a life-changing event. It's a life-changing event, and it's also a life. I can't believe I just quoted something I say at work. (laughs) But. God damn it. (laughs) Just, every time, getting a pet as an impulse can be a wonderful thing or it can be a really bad thing. 
it can be a very costly thing. <laughs> I'm reminded of before Christmas, you would get these puppy inquiries. I would love a Hamilton to get for Christmas. You immediately like, Donate. No, no, that's not going to happen. A dog is not a gift. A dog it's is a life. It is, it is something that you do, that you research, and you determine that it is an appropriate fit for what you need for the l- duration and life of that animal. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, and well. it's a fit for your family as a whole, not just one person in your family. Yeah, no, everyone. So, with that, okay. Do we want to give them anything in regards to, like, say, you know, um, email or anything like that? So, if you want to, if you think we got some things wrong, we are, <laughs> which, which we we are fallible. We we're are we're human. We are people. Um. I used to be in bad credit card debt, and now I'm not, thank goodness. So I just throw that out there. Yeah, I'm I mean, not perfect. Yeah, I'm no, far from it. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, um, so please feel free to email us. Alice wants email. Yeah, Alice wants email. <laughs> Alice wants email. Al, do you want email? Email Al. E- you can email Alice at <laughs> aboutadogpod at gmail.com. You can okay. find us on Facebook. Just search for About a Dog Podcast. We have our first 10 episodes. Our, our, the list of the, breeds have already lined yep, up. Yep, list of breeds lined up. Uh, we're going to be doing a pattern of fully AKC recognized breeds and then rare, rare breed breeds. and then so, back and forth. Yeah, so Newfie is kind of a known breed. Next time will be a lesser known breed. Yes, a lesser Maybe known I'll breed. I'll be learning a little bit too. It'll be lovely. Yep. yep. <laughs> so with that... Um, that's episode one, then, huh? Yeah, that's episode books. one. Um, go hug your that. dog. <laughs> I like that, yes. Yeah, go hug your dog. Go hug your dog. They love you. Al, do you want a hug? Do you want a hug? Come on. Tell us. Do you want a hug? Huh? Do you want a hug? She's very aloof. She doesn't want a hug. You don't want a hug? No, she doesn't want a hug. Tell me. Rue. There we go.